Welcome back to our program. And yes, this is the third part of our program for this evening. We have in studio, and alhamdulillah, so honored we are, our beloved Sheikh, that's uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams with us this evening. And that's for our program. And I'm sure you thoroughly enjoy this part of our program. We will take a look at, or rather, it's called the journey to Hajj. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Honored to have Sheikh once again, and uh, we do hope that Sheikh is well, and Sheikh is looking well, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. I, I need to share that with our, Allah with our listeners, that Sheikh is looking well. So inshallah, do keep Sheikh always in your du'as. Shukran for all your du'as. Alhamdulillah. Sheikh for this evening? Alhamdulillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah wahda wa salatu wa salamu ala man la nabiya ba'd. Rabbi sharah li sadri wa yasir li amri wa ahlul ugdatan min lisani yafqahu kawli. اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بولنا إن لاست ويكس برغم ومانيش توهف بين at what we call the night before the night of the Arafah which is in Muzdalifa and then We've been through the evening, then we went to Mina the next morning. We went the pelting to do the pelting to the Jamarat. We slaughtered the sheep and we shaved our hair. That, that is where we came to an end. We, we, we said that a person had to do four, three or four things to be able to relieve himself from the state of Ihram. Mm. But that state of Ihram is not final. The person is still in that state, but he is allowed to be able to get himself free from the clothing that he is, the, uh, the Ihram clothing. And so the fourth one is to be able to do tawaf for the father. We've also indicated in the words of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam on his only hajjid. He said to the sahaba when they came to him, asking of him, "O Messenger of Allah, I did this one first, and then I did the other one. Said I did that one first, I did this one and that one, and they all had various forms of doing it. On that moment of the hajj, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam responded to them, "If alwala kharaj, as long as you've done it." There's no harm upon you. Mm-hmm. Which means the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, all four must be done. And thus the Sahaba radiallahu anh, and the great scholars are all saying to us, all four must be done. That moment only to prevent the bottleneck of processes and that nobody runs over nobody else. That there is that sense of understanding as long as the one does this, the other one does that first. There's no harm upon you. Mm-hmm. May Allah open the path for all of us. Amen. Amen. We, we wanted to indicate to the, to the people the fourth one which we said is Tawaful Widah. Tawaful Ifada. Sorry, Tawaful Ifada. It's also called the Tawaf of Hajj, meaning the main Tawaf of the Hajj. Now, what we've seen when we look at the whole process, <coughs> we find Allah Ta'ala saying to us in the Holy Quran, Walillahi ala nasi hajjul bayti man istata'a ilayhi sabila. Allah Ta'ala invites mankind to come and perform the Hajj at the Baytullah. Yet at the Baytullah is the issue of Tawaf. And that you actually get yourself commonly in prior to getting to Arafah. The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says to us, Al-Hajju Arafah, that the highlight of Hajj is Arafah, or the core of the crux of Hajj is Arafah. And then we spend our time there. And then we only come for one Tawaf. But that Tawaf is the main Tawaf. Called the Tawaf of Hajj or Tawaful Ifadah as it's known. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the issue, there's, there's two important issues that I feel I want to share here with our people. Even though that Tawaf is a very, very important Tawaf, 
by now I don't think I'm going to go into the luxury of what tawaf entails because the person has got himself as the hujaj developed himself that moment he's just got to keep that intimacy with Allah realizing Allah's granted me arafah then after Arafah, Allah, Allah's granted me to be able to come to Musdalifah. Allah's then granted me to become to Mina, to be able to pelt the Jamaratul Aqaba. I've done all the necessary steps and I'm doing the final process now of which brings my ibadah, the main part of my ibadah, to an end. And most probably here we should recognize certain things. The, 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 there's two things I need to share with us when it comes to that. And I'm looking at time. The first part of time that I want to speak about is that um, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Sahaba's recommendation is, uh, the, the great scholar's recommendation is that we see that we are, are off Makkah already in Mina before Maghrib that day. Which means we come into Tawah to the Tawah for Ifada, we return back to Mina, we try to be there before Maghrib Salah. That is, what if, if you've tried and circumstances didn't allow you, there's absolutely nothing wrong against you. But that is a strong recommendation that the person tried to get back that with, with time. That, that is the first one. And, and I think that is an important one for the, for the people to understand. Because the recommendation is, by Allah's words and the words of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that the person spend the nights in Mina. That the nights must be spent in Mina. I'm going to get back to that one again, if you, should, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. with, 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 with the days that follow thereafter. That day, the 10th day, has been called Yawmun Nahar, the day of slaughtering, obviously. The other important factor is an, a factor of how our people rush through the Hajj process in time and wanting to get to Makkah to be able to, to perform that Tawaf, Tawaf al-Ifadah. Now, if everybody's going to do that same type of thing, then we're going to get a bottleneck. But what we do also find that of the people that reports this, who comes back and says to us, Alhamdulillah, when I got to Makkah, it was still very early. I could perform my tawaf. And I have also gained some other things. And here is just the point that I feel I must be able to make him, uh, bring it to the importance of us. One, we find our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam reminding us that please take your hajj from my pattern of hajj. Mm-hmm. Number two, our Nabi saying to the Sahaba radiallahu anhu when he left Arafah, please take your time, rush, don't rush, don't rush, calm, take it, take it easy, take it easy, said to the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. Now, if this is such an important factor that he says that we find then our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left off Arafah, went to Musdalifah and spent the whole night in Musdalifah, only performed the Fajr Salah after the Fajr Salah went to the mountain to be able to make dua and speak to and beg and plead to Allah Ta'ala. It is called Mash'ar al-Haram And from there the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left before, before the sun rose the Nabi left and went off to, to Mina. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa went into Mina. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then pelt the Jamarat. After pelting the Jamarat, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam um, uh, 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 shaved, I mean, cut, uh, uh, slaughtered the animals. And then, and, and, and the slaughtering of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam slaughtered a total of a hundred, where of 63 he did with his own hand. Now, Ms. Babi, once you just rec- recognize something very significant with our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
63 is the turtle That's also the age of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam At that time And Allah has granted him to be able to live this dunya As if the Nabi wanted to give us a message I am slaughtering a sheep on behalf of every year of my life Allahu Akbar We're going to uh, go for a quick ad break inshallah When we come back We'll come back with our beloved Sheikh uh, Once again uh, to continue with our focus Or rather our journey to Hajj Welcome back to our program once again. You are the voice of the Cape, and that's the journey to Hajj or the journey on Hajj. And our beloved Sheikh uh, Ibrahim Abrams with us this evening. I'll allow Sheikh to, to continue because thoroughly enjoyed that particular point. Uh, looking forward to listen to what's coming next. Um, um, we, we, were, we were at the point of that slaughtering of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when we indicated all the things that Nabi did from the moment of Harafa as he moved to be able to, to look at. What we're looking at is how did he handle time? He didn't rush in things, but he also didn't waste time. But and, and, and obviously, with nowadays in our life, the area is still the same area, the space is still the same space. Must probably broaden the space somewhat, but the, the the time is still the same time that we have. And so we find our people trying to find uh, uh, means and ways to get away from certain things to be able to rush to get other things done. But I just wanted to guide our people when the processes come How do we need to look at these things After the slaughtering of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And I said 63 of those sheep he slaughtered with his own hands The others was done by Sayyidina Ali Radiallahu Um, I'm not going to go into details of slaughtering for then We're looking over as we said Time Thereafter the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went to shave his hair and then the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam left off from Makkah. Now the Nabi left. Remember, he left Muzdalifa the morning of the Fajr, before sunrise. Yeah. And the Nabi came. Uh, it was early morning when he arrived on Mina, and he, he spent the morning immediately into the ibadah. And then from the ibadah, he, uh, having the things that we've just mentioned, our Nabi left off to Makkah to go and do tawaful ifada, which. Jabir is the one who told us how important they followed the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in every step. Right? When it came to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam doing that tawaf called tawaful ifada, we found that the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam did that coming in prior to the waqt of dhuhr. Or as some people indicated, that the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam came in just before the waqt of dhuhr and the waqt of dhuhr the Nabi did in the haram of Makkah, and then thereafter everything else was was, was following with the process. Now, I am referring now to the process of what is happening in modern day and time, and especially the perception that our people get. And, and I just want to rectify that perception. Some people is under the impression, if I can go in tawaf, if I can go and throw the pelt of the jamarat, and I can k- 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 uh, uh, slaughter the sheep if there's any, and cut my hair, and move off to Makkah, and it can be early morning before Fajr already, mm. um, and, and I can do my tawaful ifada, and uh, I can then do my tawaful ifada, and I can still get the salatul, the salatul, uh, the Salatul Eid and in, in, after Fajr, the Salatul Eid with the Imam, then um, they come back and make a major issue about that. The Eid Salah in Makkah is only 
I repeat only, and I want to make it a capital only, all that it is a capital there with Nuswabi underlined and an exclamation mark down there. It's only for the people who is not on Hajj. For the people who is in Mecca, that Salatul Eid has got nothing to do with your Hajj or my Hajj. Remember, you as the Hujaj that's in the state of Ihram, you are in Ibadah, Ibadah superior, superior by far, by billions, by trillions, mm. times greater than the Salatul Eid, what he means in Mecca, Mecca. So don't rush to get to make Salatul Eid. You're wasting your time. Mm. You, you're putting the, 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 the cart before the horse. Mm. And, and, and you, you're making you, you make everything topsy turvy, upside down, dear Makata. That has got nothing, nothing, nothing to do in any books of Hajj or nowhere in the Hajj. And let us not misunderstand. It has got zero to do for Hajj, and you do not get any extra sawab for having to get the Salatul Eid on the day. No sawab for the Hajj has got nothing to do with Hajj. If you've got your misunderstandings of this ibadah, then you rush to go for Salatul Eid. That Salatul is just wastage. You put your if you if the person goes into the haram, you manage to get yourself there at that time because of circumstances, and you then go off to your bait and to go and lay down your ibadah that you are busy with is greater by far than that person performing that salah there. Mm. We people need to get to understand how do we see the ibadah. And recognize the spirituality in this ibadah is to strive and do it like our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We constantly reminded the Sahaba, Please see that you make the most important aspect of your hajj, you're following the direct message or the method of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he emphasized this message to us over and over. And, and, and I'm only indicating this to us that the time factor for tawaful ifada, according to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, started from by the waktu of wudur only, and then and there was nothing to do with an aid and aid salah. And now, now the, the the fact that this message comes so clearly through when people come back from Hajj and they speak, they actually motivate other people to want to do the same. I'm saying it here. I want to make it absolutely very very clear. No way in any Hajj book. In any person about Hajj that has to do with this deen given to us by Allah and His Rasul, do they speak about anything about the Eid Salah? Because the reality of the Eid Salah is only, I repeat, only for the third time, only for the people who is not on Hajj. Because the ibadah that they're performing is a sub- ibadah superior, superior by billions of trillions of Eid Salahs. Remember, you are on a journey where you meet up with the masses of the international world, the guests of Allah. Right? That is important. We need to understand this depth and recognize the fact that, Ya Allah, I'm on this great, wonderful journey and I must do my best to follow my role model, my teacher, my guide who taught me how to perform it. And if we want to do it other than that, we're wasting our time. We're breaking down the value and the quality that we sit with. And so this is what I'm trying to say. When it comes to the tawaful ifada, um, I'm, I recognize the fact that there's so many people nowadays and the method that they use to be able, because Makkah hasn't grown in size. It's still the same distance from, Ara, from Arafah, from uh, Mina to Makkah. Must be the methodology of using the myth, new, new, new um, uh, uh, forms of vehicles to Makkah change. But we have the masses, the amount of people that adds to the process that makes it slightly uncomfortable. So yes, 
And thus I say, if you do get you in Mecca at a time where it is the Eid Salah, the Eid Salah is no fart, no sunnah, no mubah, no jais. It is absolutely nothing of the Hajj. It is zero. It adds nothing to the Hajj. If you are there, you are there. If you are not there, you are not there. And the person who rushes to get there, he got it absolutely wrong. The person who goes out of his way to want to be for the Eid Salah day, you've gained absolutely zero, nothing. You've just been there. Because if I come 10 minutes later, I get exactly the same as what you get. And if somebody gets an hour there before me and happens to find him somewhere else, he doesn't get anything more or anything less because that doesn't add to the Hajj. Mm. And it is not in Hajj at all. Totally all this nothing now i'm only saying this for our people because i want us to understand remember i'm on an inibada that is superior by far by far to rush off to be able to be there for 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 uh what's his name if for that matter it has been jumu'ah that day mm. it's that day jumu'ah and i happen to be there for jumu'ah then I'm there for Juma, getting Juma. And if I'm not there for Juma, believe you me, then the person who got Juma and the person who didn't get Juma in the haram is exactly the same because his ibadah is the ibadah of Hajj. The Juma is not important that day. The, the, because the Juma is for the no, normal people around there. My Juma is to be an, an Mina somewhere on the journey. And my two raka'at that I perform, no matter where I am on my way, that is absolutely right. Because that is within the ibadah of hajj now mm. and, and and it's such an important factor for us to understand let us not rush for the for the um the, the uh, for uh, uh, the little things mm. and and make those things the issue yes. the the issue is let me strive to do the hajj on the pattern of our nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam those are the two things as we've indicated for the Tawaful Ifada, we, as, as, as we, how we should be actually doing it. And the Tawaful Ifada, remember this Tawaf is your final Tawaf on Hajj. We ask and beg of the people, see that we get ourselves focused, realize that we are now making the intimacy with Allah. So obviously the moment Allah's granted me this and I've been to Arafah and Mina and Mustarif and Mina back and I came back now and I'm here and I realize how I've developed myself from the moment I came into the Haram until the moment I have performed Hajj, I can only express appreciation and beg Allah to accept of me, isn't it? And this is precisely it, why Allah grants us this opportunity now to offer all that to come to this Haram. And everybody goes there with almost the same intention. Two things they say. Showing Allah how appreciative I am, recognizing Allah's favors, and then begging of Allah to grant me to be of those who are worthy of having been accepted, and not to accept the fact that it is only that what Allah's going and I, I need to be able to beg of Allah to that process. May Allah grant khairan but I can open the path for all of us, right? Um, then people. That that brings us to the to the to the night of 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 where we say you return back to Mina, and the we we said the the person needs to be there before Maghrib. Now now the next three nights happen to be, what we call the three nights, of of the ayam with Tashrik, and those the, the days the, the days of Tashrik starts from from Maghrib, that night of the Maghrib starts the first night of Tashrik, and then so everything else moves on to that right. So and, and we know in Islam it starts with the nights first and then the, 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 the days that follows. So it's then the 11th night, the 12th night, the 13th night, and the days that follows called the three days of Tashrik. 
Those days of Tashrik is the next process for us that's important for the Hujaj. They return back to Mina, as we've indicated. They are in Mina. And the strong issue about our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa indicating to the people that they need to spend the night on Mina. The nights, they need to come and rest on Mina and sleep on Mina. Now, Muslim, this is also another type of sunnah that people are now doing because they stay nearby in the Azizia area so they go off to Maktumina and they go and do a walk in Mina and come back and this is Wazir Davri Nakhris of um, what they do they don't come and sleep at the, they come around uh, and must be here I would want to must be just caution our people if you do not mind I want to say to you don't go around to tents to visit other people that night and and you keep them awake because the words of Allah when it comes to those three days of Tashariq, Allah says it is a moment of reflection with Allah, an intimacy with Allah, a, a deep connection with Allah. Right? So uh, that now you and I know that there's only one job, that physical job that we do. Our salah is still five salahs of the day. The advantage is during the Hajj period now, your Dhur Salah becomes two rakat, your Asr Salah becomes two rakat, your Aisha becomes two rakat, the Maghrib is three and the Fajr is two. So um, the, 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 that is the only advantage that you have. The rest of it is, it is commitment in dedication with Allah, reflection with the mind, in you know, the favors that Allah has granted you, but also at the same time, deep connection with Allah, keeping you to the deeper sins. Now, Allah tells us says, uh, to us, uh, um, Remember Allah until on those days. Now, we know we are on the ibadah of Hajj, and the ibadah of Hajj has got to do with Allah only, with Allah being the highlight, and as if we return back to Allah and as if we're going to meet Allah Yawm al Qiyamah. And so the, we would obviously understand that you should have the strongest form of connection with Allah. Yet Allah says, Wazgurullah, please see that you remember Allah. Ta'ala. So Allah, and then Allah says on those three days, right? And we people know uh, when we speak about the, the moment of the Ayyamu Tashriq, it's all about pelting. That day is all about pelting, or the main, the main act for the day is to go and pelt the Jamarat, right? And so allow me to be able to go into the, the process of. The pelting of the days of Jamarat. The pelting of the days of Jamarat, people. Now, now, first, before I get to the pelting of the days of Jamarat, there's a pelting the day of the 10th day of the Hijjah, which goes Yawmun Nahar. You come from Muzdalifah into Mina, and the first thing that you do is the pelting of the Jamarat. Mm. Now, a person has just been on Hajj, and Allah has just forgiven us in totality. Allah has then allowed us to go from Arafah to Mina, I mean to Muzdalifa, spend the night there, and then from there come unto to, to, to Mina. And then the first thing we do there, we pelt the Jamarat. And when we pelt the Jamarat, we need to be psychologically skilled. Why am I doing this? My Lord has just invited me from afar. He took me with His help and His assistance, not with my money, not with my ability, not with my thing, with nothing of me. Whatever He has given me is from Him. He made it easy. He's brought me here. He gives me this honor, but He wants me to reflect. What is it that I'm going to do when I pelt the Jamarat for the first time? He wants me to realize how much am I as a slave so weak? That I actually give myself over to shaitan many a times in my life. 
I, I, when Shaitan does something, he whispers to me, then I, I suddenly say, take to his processes, or he can give me some idea, or allow me to see things, and he invites me to negativities, and then suddenly I find myself in those processes. Allah wants us to be aware of the fact how weak I am as a human. And how much I must be able to build a relationship with my Lord so much stronger So that in the rest of my life I can overcome shaitan I can overcome him So that needs to be the process And I realize that many of my faults with Allah have forgiven me on Arafah Is because of allowed my shaitan to pick the upper hand for me So Allah gives me the opportunity after my Arafah To be able to have a look again of who I am Where I come from How dirty I was How filthy I was I, how, how covered I was with filth and sun, sun and fault And Allah cleansed me But Allah wants me to be able to take a good look at myself To see how negative I am And how easy I go to shaitan And how, how I prefer to live a lifestyle so different And Allah wants me to reflect Do you want to go back there? Do you want to go back there? Or what did you come for? And that's Allah gives us the opportunity of meeting with pelting the Jamarat immediately after the Hajj. Now after having done that, the three days of Tashrik, here we find that the main event is again pelting of Jamarat. Wasn't the first one enough? Is it, was, didn't that give the message? In the days of Tashrik, Allah wants us to reflect and to realize that when Allah sent Nabi Adam to this earth, from the first moment he got to the earth, he had a common enemy. And that enemy was there 24-7. Not one split second without Nabi Adam. And he was making sure that he was using every split second with Nabi Adam. And when Allah took Nabi Adam away, he made sure Adam and his offspring until the last hour, he's not going to leave us alone. He's going to be sure making there. But you and I need to be aware of that, that Allah tell us, going to grant us this opportunity to be able to be at the pelting of the Jamarat. But we need to be psychologically skilled as to what is it? Why am I here again? Why do you need to, I need to pelt him again? Inshallah, when we return off this. Yes, inshallah. When we come back, uh, our beloved Sheikh will continue. Talking point. Getting you talking. Our program this evening has journey to Hajj with our honored Sheikh, that's uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, taking us on this journey and very informative indeed and also very spiritually uplifting to listen to this journey. And if you intend to undertake it, inshallah, may Allah grant it to you and Allah make it easy for all of us um, if you yeah. undertake this journey, inshallah. Mawlana, we were at the point of indicating that what is the pelting all like? Now, just at this point of pelting and recognizing that we are pelting shaitan, the the same thing that I mentioned on the the the, the, the first day, the uh, the tenth day the Yom Nahar, mm. the same type of background should there be added to that something others. 
And what we we just want to recognize, uh, see the process of that through a hadith of, a sah- of one of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum who's been on Hajj with the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He asked the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam this question: "O Messenger of Allah, how will I know whether Allah has granted me a Hajj that is makbul, a Hajj that is accepted? Yes. How will I know that? Is my Hajj accepted? How will I know that?" When the, the Nabi heard him ask this question, I think everyone would want to ask this question. Mm. Or everyone should be asking the question. The Nabi answered the person, the Nabi said to him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Nobody will know it but yourself. Mm. Wow. So yeah, he was amazed and shocked with this. Nobody else will know it. Nobody. Which means not even your partner, not your children that's with you, not your partner, not your parents, and nobody else, not your friends. Nobody will know that whether you've got a Hajj Makbul or, or they've got a Hajj Makbul, or the, you don't know theirs and they don't know your status. That's what the Nabi said. Nobody will know it except for yourself. So he realized, you know, some minutes went by and him thinking of what the Nabi said. He then said to the Nabi, but how would I know that? Which is the obvious part of the question. Now the question he asked was not the who will know it. He, will, he asked how will I know whether it's accepted. But the Nabi answered for him that which is more important than just to know whether it's accepted. Nobody will ever know that your Hajj is accepted, said the Nabi to him. And then he said, but, but how, Messenger of Allah, how would I know that, that it's been accepted or not? The Nabi said to him, by the life that you live, when you return after your Hajj, in comparison to the life that you lived prior to your going for Hajj. Mm-hmm. Meaning, not, not the moments before you left, when you know my made intention, I had no midukui opsati, or I had no tasbidrani, or no kufi opmik opsati, or I had no arifta muslimisi. The life that you live prior to that, who, how did you live as a human being, as a Muslim, in your young days, and how did you grow up, and what was your type of insight? That you look at your life, your whole past, compared to how do you bring a change to that. Now, the reason for me mentioning this, this days of Mina is an actual fact where you are for three days doing absolutely nothing. Allah calls for you to make contact with Allah. And your action given to us in the action of the Nabi Wasallam is the pelting of Jamarat. Now two things goes together Allah wants you to be able to have your mind fixed with Allah Connected with Allah But at the same time in your action Recognize This enemy is not going to leave you He's vowed Allah Even if you've gone for Hajj I'm going to be there Now that you've gone for Hajj I'm going to be there a million times more I'm going to work at you because Allah has forgiven all your sins. So I, I hate to know that you're not working with me. That and you're not, so he's going to work. He's going to do everything to his best. He's going to multiply his army on you, the individual. Make sure that he invites you to in every format, in every way. He's going to corrupt and destroy in, of everything that he probably can. May Allah protect all of us. We need to recognize that And this is what Allah wants us to do So two things is needed With the pelting of the Jamarat And those three days Those two things is Number one Introspection of the self Taking a good look of who am I Where do I come from What type of How have I developed myself in life And have I Am I worthy of this great favor of Allah Am I appreciative to this Am I showing Allah that I I, I would do everything more in my life 
Makkah is going to make things easy for me. The Hajj was easy because it's only Ibadah. But I'm going to return back home. I've got to live the life out there. So how is it now going to be? Am I, am, will I be able to, to withstand the onslaught of shaitan coming to me in so much more war angles, using different flavors and different shades to be able to show me uh, all his stunts that he has, making me believe that I'm on the right and the truth and all this? And I am just accepting all those things. May Allah protect. So it means to be able to pelt the Jamarat every day with a recognition of seeing him as that enemy. That he's never, ever, ever going to stop. Especially if I've gone for Hajj. He's going to multiply, make sure he multiplies the armies out against me to break me down. Na'udhu billah. But that is unfortunately what shaitan does and that's his work. And he's just, as you may know, there's nobody a perfect workaholic like shaitan. And nobody ever has worked for 28, 28, uh, 20, uh, um, 25-8. Nobody's ever worked. Shaitan works for 25-8. And he gets we get the extra times, don't ask you me. I don't know, but I know he works like that. And, and he's, there's nobody such a perfectionist in their job, such a perfectionist in their job as Shaitan. He is the most perfectionist, the most perfectionist. And Subhanak, his job is to break us down. The stronger you get nearer to Allah, or walking the walk on the path of Allah, follow the tariq of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The more He multiplies His means and ways, He even comes into our ibadah, mm. or even allows us to be able to He maximizes petty things in our presence, and he, just to break down the relationships or break down that relationship with ourselves and our Lord, especially. May Allah protect. People, I'm saying this because. I wish for a hujaj to come to understand I've gone for hajj. May Allah grant me hajj. Not not just dream I will have a hajj. I, I am a hajj. No, you are not a hajj. According to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, nobody knows it. Only you, by the way, you live your life when you return. So we said to you, there's two things. Introspection. Number two, resolutions that nobody else but you must pass upon yourself you need to take note of what your resolutions is a resolution is new rules and regulations that i need to apply for me that i'm going to live with realizing how fortunate i am to have been a muslim to have been granted this great honor of the hajj in this dunya and hereby i must strive to be able to be of those people that can be the day that i return to my lord my lord will be happy and contented with me who have forgiven me, his mercy will be with me in excess. And he has made me a role model that I fulfill my duty as a role model to the rest of humanity out there that I can, my life and the manner that I handle myself can encourage everybody else to want to be a righteous Muslim, to want to follow this path, to want to strive and one day also perform the Hajj and strive to improve the quality of themselves that the person may say, Hasin Fakhalima. I shame Jesini me Halima Salokis Raki of the French Mirakni. Masha Allah Halim Halimalik no Payam Wimiti, says Muitukamak, Masha Allah, Mahalafa Huya Liver and Fahiva, Fahiva, a pass, a Mahafahuya person. And then you'd see how many other people start to come nearer to you simply because they see good character and good quality comes forth. I've used some examples. Amafan was means, and Amafan was Makfota. But, um, 
I, I, I'm using to be the name Khalima, forgive me for that one. And, 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 and I'm not referring to any specific body, um, person. Um, and I'm referring to all of us. May Allah grant us to come to realize how serious it is mm-hmm. that when we perform this ibadah of hajj, that we strive to come back and live this hajj when we return. Remember the words of the Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you will only know it when you return, whether your hajj is makbul or mabrur. I repeat, as amri khujazis will be, amri ma'i khujazis for the millions of Arafah fayose, hajj makabul man mabrur, it has got no guarantee to what they say. Zero guarantee. The only guarantee that there is, is zero guarantee. Nobody knows that whether you have been received, not even your partner, not your parents, not your offspring, not your friends, and nobody around you can say to you, your hajj has been accepted. What the Nabi will say, want to say to us, it's not about being on Arafah. It's not about being in the Ihram. It's about recognizing what I'm doing and striving to see that you try to carry this out to the best of your ability, hoping to the best that Allah grant you to be able to be get committed psychologically, verbally, your things that you speak about, your mind that you think of, the life that you live on this Hajj. That you make sure that you take the necessary resolutions on yourself by saying, Bi'idnillah, number one, I am going to do this. Number two, this is, my, this is the other thing. In my life, my time is going to be of this value. My, my, rela- my, re- my reaction with this, that, and the other people is going to be this. And my, the way I'm going to live with, with Allah Ta'ala and with Allah's creation, all those, you need to make the resolutions upon yourself for what you want to do to see that your hajj becomes a hajj that's makbun and mabrur. And obviously, the implementation or the execution of that resolutions happens the moment you arrive back into the country where you come from. May Allah open the path and grant khair and barakah to all our people. And so, um, the, the other aspect that I must probably want to, want to mention about the days of the shariq. Um, what we do find amongst our people, Allah tell us, says to us, uh, Allah says, uh, I want you to remember me in those special numbered days. Mm-hmm. There's probably that word numbered as Allah says there. Allah doesn't mention the number, I'll just say numbered days. Now, number um, could be any number. But then Allah qualifies that number by saying, فَمَنْ تَعَجَّلَ فِي يَوْمَيْنِ Who is by force in a sense of hari, of hari, uh, 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 haste, by force, meaning uh, there's they, they, they things that actually compels him to be able to be in haste, then there's, there's no sin on that person if he stays only for two days on Mina. وَمَنْ تَأَخَّرَ فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ But the person that has got nothing that forces him, he's got no reason that he's got to rush off, then he shouldn't rush off from Mina to be able to get to, to, to Makkah. No. So you shouldn't stay for two days. You should do what Allah says. You should stay for the next day. There's nothing wrong for the person who's in a reason for haste. But if you don't have a haste and all you're going to do, do is go to Makkah, back to Makkah and wait in Makkah and do nothing in Makkah, then you have got no reason to be in Makkah. You should have been on Arafah, as Allah, on Mina, as Allah says. You should be there another day. فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ If the person stays there, then there's no sin that that person says. But Allah says, لِمَنِ taqa. But it is for those people who want to qualify the highest level of taqwa for themselves. 
Limani taqwa. Now, why do I call it the highest level of taqwa? Because you are on this ibadah, which is the highest level of all your ibadah that you've done all the years together. All your ibadah from the moment that you were a baby born until this moment. This is the greatest ibadah. And everything in this ibadah is multiplied by billions and trillions by Allah Ta'ala. If I know the number, the number as, as my son would say to me, Abi, trillion is not the biggest number. The biggest number that there is, oh, my, my dad, he said to me, is infinity. <laughs> and he was then in grade one. MashaAllah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you can understand it, so if I can mm-hmm. say, if Allah can multiply, if Allah could have multiplied our ibadah with infinity, then probably that is what I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. That is the value of the ibadah of Hajj. And so, Allah mentions it in the Quran, taqa, for those who want to escalate, wants to impl- uh, so, uh, multiply, wants to increase, wants to qualify their taqwa, Ya Rab, mm-hmm. that last day. And I, I would like to be able to give this as a reminder to our people who is going for Hajj this year to let them understand. You have this opportunity when Allah is going to give you excessive amount of taqwa. He's going to give you abundance of taqwa when you stay the other day. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. I would like just Ms. Rabbi share a small incident of myself for the years that Allah has granted me for, to be for Hajj. We've seen how that day, the last day of the days of, of Tashrik, is the day when there's very little people on Mina. Mina appears to be a ghost town. Hmm. Just here and there's people. When Allah granted me to have been there in the year 20, 2011, Alhamdulillah. And that Hajj, I was amazed with the amount of people that stayed over. Allahu Akbar. I, I, I felt, Ya Allah, the Ummah is developing. The Ummah is coming nearer to Allah. The Ummah is going to grow now because Allah says, Limani taqa. If those people are having all those taqwa with them and they go back to their families and their communities with all that taqwa, then, then obviously the Ummah is going to develop furthermore. May Allah grant it for all our Ummah, especially for our Hujaj, that they can be of such a benefit that they come back with a khair and barakah to this Ummah and grant us to benefit, inshallah, as whoever there is of our future generations. Shukran wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa barik wa sallam. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alam. Shukran and jazakumullah to our honored and beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams for sharing that uh, Nasiha with us this evening and that the journey to Hajj from myself Aslam Qasim Baji Salam Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh